step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Welcome to the Mindset Mentor, helping you cultivate a life you love. You know, this show is really about helping to inspire you and to learn and to work out your mindset. If you think about it, your mindset is like a muscle. Your, your mindset needs to be developed and strengthened and conditioned. So this is your mindset workout right here on Saga 960 AM. And I hope you're having an absolutely phenomenal Saturday. And if it's not quite working out to be the day that you want, let's take a pause. Let's take a break. Focus your mindset and create the reality that you want. No, your your mindset is related to absolutely everything, including your health. And on today's show, I'm really excited to talk to my guest who is going to share a remarkable story and her journey of, of suffering from a health concern that left her bedridden for 1,460 days you know, quite, quite challenging, even just to think about something like that. So we're going to dive deep into her world and understand what was going on, you know, why she was in this situation, what happened and, you know, the struggles and what was going on in her mindset at the time and how she made the shift to completely overhaul her situation. So I want to dive into the conversation and welcome and say hello to Jojo Shalasi. A pleasure to have you on the Mindset Mentor today, Jojo. Thank you so much, Tanya. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me to discuss my new memoir, My Missing Piece. It's exciting to share my story and uh, hopefully it will empower, motivate and inspire one person at least to not give up. Well, absolutely. I mean, your your story truly is remarkable. And I think at this time, you know, it's so important for people to to remember that they have the ability to shift, to shift their mindset, to shift their focus. You know, we're in the middle of this global pandemic and, you know, with a lockdown and stay at home order on top of that, it has become now quite a challenge, um, you know, for so many people. Uh, and and so it, it's, it, it's wonderful to see and to hear stories like yours. And yours, by the way, is such a unique journey, uh, yeah. but it's so important to hear that so that others can say, hey, listen, if, if JoJo can do it and overcome these obstacles and such adversity, then I can do it. And so, um, you know, I want to thank you for writing the book, being vulnerable and sharing your experience. So let's talk about your, your health challenges. First of all, you know, what, what were they, what led you to be bedridden for over, you know, a thousand four hundred days. And, and also, um, you know, we're going to delve a little deeper, of course, into the emotions and that. But first, let's start at the beginning of what happened. What was going on with you, Jojo? 
You know, uh, Tanya, this is something that manifested over decades. It started um, when I was three years old, I endured a childhood trauma. And that childhood trauma instilled a debilitating, paralyzing fear within me that I carried with me every single day. So as a child, I, I didn't have a carefree childhood. My mind was always going to the place of what ifs. Um, it was a very scary life. Mm -hmm. Then I had some physical issues that happened. In my teen years, I had a um, very serious bicycle accident where um, my teeth were crushed, my jaw was, was impacted. Um, lots of dental surgeries, lots of root canals. I also suffered a concussion in my 30s. Um, I was in a marriage, uh, though with a lovely man, we were both emotionally unavailable to one another. Mm -hmm. So when you have all these situations, the physical, the emotional, um, it was just layered stress, layered stress on my, my nervous system. And what we didn't know was that it had affected, um, the vestibular nerve, um, and your vestibular system is, is the system deep within your ear canal in the middle part of the brain that basically tells your brain where you are in space and time. Mm -hmm. So over these decades, I was getting a myriad of symptoms and debilitating migraines, um, nausea, concentration problems, um, sensitivity issues, anxiety, and violent vertigo. And this just kept kind of layering and getting more intense and more intense through the years until finally, and each time I went to the doctor, unfortunately, things were kind of um, covered over. They, they weren't really delved into. So they would look on the surface and say, well, you're stressed out. You're a new mom. You, you have stress in your marriage, um, you know, hormonal issues, perhaps. You're, you're, uh, you have anxiety or an inner ear virus. Well, Unfortunately, when you put all of that onto a person, a woman, a new mom, you know, that adds more stress because I thought I'm causing this. How am I causing this? And there was guilt. Um, so everything kind of came to critical mass. As my world got smaller and smaller, I could travel less. I could move less. I eventually couldn't get out of the house. And in 2012, I couldn't get out of bed. I woke one day not being able to move my arms, my legs, my head without um, a cavalcade of neurological symptoms, um, illness, physical illness. I was finally diagnosed with a um, vestibular deficit, a major vestibular de deficit, left unilateral. So I had it on one side of my body. Right now. So that diagnosis for you, um, that didn't happen right away. Right. I mean, there's, I, I want to touch on something that you said that, you know, it was like, Oh, you know, it's all in my head because you're being told that there was really nothing wrong with you. It's the stress. And that's, that's a common thing because everybody deals with stress. Uh, certainly. And, you know, it's so important, I think, to, to understand and to be in tune with your body because we do, do know best. And we know that there, if something is not right, you know, it and you can feel that it's not right. So I do think it's important to, um, you know, stay persistent and, and try to get those answers that you're looking for. And it may take a long time to get those answers, like in your case as well, Jojo, right. but I think it's important to, to, you know, stand up for yourself and not just a 
accept that someone else says, hey, it's all in your head. You know, I've heard that so many times from other people and other stories yeah. that, you know, it's all in your head. It's a psychological thing. And, and, and that's it's not that's not fair. You know, I think it's it's it's, um, you know, it's right to explore all angles. And it could possibly I mean, there are cases where it may be in someone's head. Right. But I think if you have something that is persistent and you inherently know that there is something wrong, then you need to take that time in as frustrating as it can be. Because yes. I can imagine it's like, you know, hitting your head against a wall, you know, and, and going at now what? Like if if you know, if I'm to blame for this, and that's such a that's a heavy emotion. And first of all, you know, blame and guilt. Uh, really serve no purpose. It doesn't serve and help you. Certainly, um, you know, is not is not uh, something that you want to hear or be told that. And you shouldn't accept that. You know, we're not to blame for things. Life is about different experiences. So, you know, I think that that's a heavy, heavy emotion to add on, especially if you're suffering from physical pain. You know what? It's you are right. Um, this part of my story is not unique, unfortunately. Um, so many people have shared with me similar where um, their symptoms were dismissed and they were basically thought to be over emotional. The problem is it's a very heavy burden to bear as you're, you were saying. And unfortunately it is very hard to put ourselves in the power position when we are so physically and emotionally weak at that time. And if we don't have someone by our side, being our advocate, fighting and cheering and forcing through those walls for us, quite often, like myself and so many others, we end up falling through the cracks. And that's what I did. I fell through, it wasn't a crack. It was, it was like a canyon that I fell through. Wow. So yes, you're right. We do, we do have to win. We know our bodies best. Nobody knows you better than you. And you must keep knocking on the doors until you find the one that opens and is is um, the door opens and the mindset opens to look further than the surface. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, so for you um, to finally get uh, the answer that you'd been looking for, because I think to have that certainty, you know, you can handle things much better. Uh, you know, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, being a child and, you know, always thinking, you know, what if, what if this is going to happen, right? Because you experienced a trauma and to get caught in that cycle of what if it's so fearful, uh, children need stability, security, right? In order to, to really thrive. And when that is taken away, uh, that does create a, 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 a chaotic environment, a tense yes. environment. And so let's go back a little bit to um, your childhood and what you were coping with and how how was your family handling the situation? Did they recognize that you needed help and that you were that you were in that state of what if? Oh my goodness, what's going to happen now? You know what? I I came from the trauma caused me to be a, a, a child of a single mom. My father was killed in a trucking accident when I was three, and my brother and sister and I um, were left behind with my mom. My mom was in action mode. My mother was in survival mode mm -hmm. and my mother is my hero. She always was and always will be. Mm -hmm. How she did what she was able to do is well beyond anything I can comprehend at 52 years old now, never mind at three. So um, I also was keeping it in. I was hiding it. I wasn't expressing. I was that quiet child that was 
quietly imploding within myself. Um, I don't think we look at childhood trauma in the 60s and 70s the way we look at it in 2020, 2021. We're very conscious to what children need. We're very conscious to, to the psychological impact. I really don't think there was that awareness. And I believe that the adults that were in my life did the absolute best they could under terrible circumstances. So for me, it was, it was a very quiet, painful existence within myself. In my book, My Missing Piece, I talk about my child. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Childhood and how in my childhood, I, I was very much a loner. I was very quiet. I was, I was stuck to my mother because I was terrified my mother was going to die and leave me. So... Oh. Yeah, that would make right. So, so for me, my childhood, where I found comfort was in nature. Nature was my way of connecting to something that was firm, that was permanent, the grass, um, the trees, everything around me, that's where I felt comfort. And to this day at 52 years old, an hour before I, I do this interview with you, I'm out barefoot in what is it minus four degree weather doing my grounding. So thing. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you ask what was happening when I was a child, when I was a child, it was a, it was a silent suffering. It was a silent suffering. And everyone in the family who was impacted by, by my father's death, death, pardon me, suffered silently in their own way. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's something that, um, you know, we need to honor everyone handles trauma differently and they do, you know, experience that at certainly different levels. But I think as a child, you know, we don't even recognize what it is. Everything is so new and you're not even aware of some of these feelings. You don't know what they are. You don't even know how to, to explain them. Um, you know, as an adult, we have a different awareness and understanding. And so we can process things, you know, differently. Um, and so I think it's important to, to really, um, you know, embrace the moment as to where you are and try to get the help. And if you have children who are suffering and, and, you know, again, you know, professional um, help is always uh, beneficial, of course, or speak to family and friends. It's, it's important to, to get it out there, you know, instead of everything up, right. Because, you know, those, those um, suppressed emotions eventually become repressed emotions. And that is, it's going to come out in a negative way. At some point it's going to come out, the body needs Absolutely. to release it. Um, and it's going to come out in a way that we don't want it to necessarily, or that we're able to handle. So it is important to try to really take control of, of um, you know, some of the, the traumas that we've experienced as now as an adult, if we can look back, we can really try to reprocess some of, some of that experience so that it doesn't hold you captive from moving forward. A lot of it is that fear. And it's, it's always that, that, oh my gosh, what, 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 you know, um, 
you know, traumatic event is going to, you know, appear that's really going to change my world. And so we, we have all this anxiety and stress around it. And that's not a way to be able to function clearly. You know, it's going to create a lot of that, that fog, that brain fog. Um, so I want to talk about your experience, um, you know, now as, as an adult, um, you know, as a young adult, you're, you, you were married with, uh, with your, with, um, a young son. And did you find that there was some of that residual, did you notice yourself having some residual trauma, you know, as a mom? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that fear, I carried that fear for 47 years. I carried that fear into the bed with me and that set the stage. I mean, we talk about the psychological impact. Absolutely. There's psychological impact, but, but don't underestimate the physical ramifications of holding fear. So my central nervous system from the time I was three years old was at a deficit it was being hit constantly. It was like, like electric shock constantly. So bring me into, you know, adulthood, you know, um, and I talk about this in my missing piece, where I'm giving birth. And I had, throughout my life, I had resisted the natural flow of life. I had resisted because I was always clawing myself to hold on to something to hold on to anything, because I didn't, I was afraid of the unknown. I I knew what was over here, but I didn't know what was over there. So that natural flow of life, that natural um, uh, current that takes you where you're meant to be, I fought. And never so clearly than when I gave birth to my son. I was giving birth to my son. And the first thing I did as, as they broke my water, I, I could feel everything inside me seize, just trying to hold him in. And then when I was pushing, I was pushing the baby out and he was coming back in. And that was my energy resisting that natural flow of life. So it took me a lot longer to birth that child than was necessary because of that natural resistance. Um, The fear of everything just uh, I would I would say it just layered more and more as a mother because we have these natural fears of our child going off to school and someone kidnapping them and them being sick. And, you know, the fear of everything in my life was all around me. It it was like a constant um, white noise that I I was just used to living with. I I had no idea that there was a, a different way of living and being. That was my existence. Wow. Um, yeah, that does. That sounds like, you know, so, so uh, emotionally, uh, you know, traumatic, even just listening to that. Um, you know, I can't even imagine what you were going through, um, you know, being being a mom, you know, having the past trauma, dealing with the current situation, your physical health declining, you know, um, wanting to be there for your son, all of that, you know, be a good, good wife, uh, you know, and have that relationship as well. And then to have um, the world not cooperating with you, I feel like, you know, it sort of would feel like the world is against you at that time. You know, it's like fighting that that flow, that natural flow that you talked about. And, you know, that's what happens in life, you know, we have a huge resistance to what is presented before us, but it's so important to try to, to, to lean into it to embrace it, to lean into it, you will get through it. 
Um, every experience in life is, is temporary. Um, and you know, that's including the good. So the good, the bad, you know, and everything in between is meant to be temporary. It will eventually, you know, come to, you will come through to the other side of it. So, um, you can get there faster if you let go of that resistance and then meet it, um, with that natural flow, um, you know, of the universe. Now we are going to take a break here on Saga 960 AM. You're listening to The Mindset Mentor. Now uh, we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back with my special guest today, Jojo Shalacy. She is the author of My Missing Piece, What I Learned While Bedridden for Over 1,460 Days. Stay tuned and you'll hear more. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to the Mindset Mentor on Saga960, helping you work out your mindset. Remember that your, your mindset is like a muscle that needs to be strengthened and conditioned. So you want to do what you can to you know, incorporate that positivity because your mindset is equated to absolutely everything in your life. So the good news is, is that you do have control. Um, so we're going to continue the conversation here with uh, my special guest joining me today. Her name is Jojo Marie Shalacy, and she is the author of My Missing Piece. And, you know, here's a, an incredibly, an incredibly remarkable story of, of how Jojo was bedridden for over 1,460 days. So just imagine that, um, you know, not being able to, to live life essentially, and certainly not to be able to live the life that you want. So we're going to dive in deep into her world and learn a little bit more about her journey. Uh, and not only the struggles, but the rising from the struggles, rising from adversity and how she was able to completely overhaul um, her life using the power of positivity, focusing her mindset. So let's continue the conversation. Jojo Marie, so great to have you here. Wonderful to be here. Wonderful. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, uh, you know, what was going through your mind lying in bed, uh, even from day one. So you talked a little bit about how you woke up one day and you found it very difficult to move your arms, to move your legs. And at that time, did you ever even imagine that it would last for as long as it did? Let's go back to that experience. Well, you know, when I say I woke up and couldn't move, people think, you know, well, were you paralyzed or was it just hard to stand? You felt kind of sick. No, it was neither one. My body moved, but my brain wasn't in control of my body. My body wasn't taking cues from my brain. So I was like a rag doll. I didn't know how to stand. I didn't know how to move my body. I didn't know how to lift my head. And if I did, there was a violent illness and it felt like my brain was coming out of my head. Um, there was no way that I could move. So when I was finally diagnosed with the, vest uh, the vestibular deficit, um, I had 
the best vestibular rehabilitation specialist in all of Ontario. His name is June Naw, N-A-H of Cornerstone Rehab. I must put a plug in for him because he is the best. And um, he said, this is going to be grueling. Those were his words. As he stood above my bed, he looked at me and he said, are you in? Because I'm in this case 100%. And I expect you to be as well. And um, as I say in the book, through shaken voice and, and broken spirit, I said yes, because I, I had to do what I had to do to try and get out of this situation. But I had no idea the amount of days that it would take, the perseverance, the illness that would come from it, um, how far down I still had to slip before I hit rock bottom and got momentum to come up and hit that tipping point. And one day I said to June, I said, why didn't you tell me it was going to take this long? He said, I would never, because you would have never started. And that makes right? sense. And that's part of mindset. Shut down, don't we? Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that's part of mindset. So um, when, I, when I began, I had no idea. Um, and it was when I began rehab, I, I first started with computer rehabilitation. Um, trying to get ocular movement to match my brain. Uh, And I would perhaps do 30 seconds a day. And that's all the brain could handle. And I would be in the fetal position, almost vomiting, um, violent vertigo, my brain just felt like it was going to explode. It's all I could take. So I had to work up. And as you hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You say at the beginning of your segments, the mind is a muscle. It is. It is absolutely a muscle. So for me, neuroplasticity is the most divine blessing, right? Mm -hmm. Neuroplasticity is what tells us that the brain is in fact not hardwired. We can teach a new part of the brain to take on a new task. So yes, that can mean physically, right? A new part of the brain is gonna take on that vestibular um, responsibility to help me move, but also talking about the mindset mentor uh, philosophies here. It's also about breaking old synapses of old ways of thinking and reestablishing new synapses, new ways of thinking, that's exercising the brain in terms of our thinking process. And I'll tell you, when I was in the bed, um, it came to a point where I contemplated suicide. Mm -hmm. I laid in the bed at night, I had a bottle of pills in my hand, some Tylenol that a caregiver carelessly left beside me. And I was about to put them in my mouth because I thought I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. 
This, it had been, you know, months and months and months and years of illness, a lifetime of fear. My husband had now left. Um, and I thought, how am I going to do this? Why am I going to do this? And all of a sudden, a moonbeam shone from my front window onto my inspiration wall where my son's picture was, and it highlighted his face. And it was so clear to me the message that I was being sent. That's the reason. That's the reason you keep going. And it was in that moment I realized, Tanya, that if I was going to survive this, and I knew I would, I knew I would, I was going to have to embrace a new way of being a new way of thinking, and definitely a new way of showing up. And it was in that moment that I dropped my armor. It was in that moment that I embraced vulnerability. And it was in that moment that I truly let go. Wow. It's that, that beautiful moment of resistance. Now to, to embrace, you know, what is there, but to, to be willing, um, you know, we've got to put the effort in and, you know, um, but stop the battle and the fight within ourselves. And I think that is so, so beautiful, so poignant, um, because we've all, I think, experienced moments in life that we, that we resist. It doesn't feel good. Um, but to be, to, to suffer greatly with your, you know, physical health, the way that you did, you know, to still be able to come through it with a positive mindset and that, that urge to continue and to, you know, just go forward, move forward, you know, for your son and for yourself, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I have a family member who suffered from vertigo, um, you know, for a few days and I witnessed that. And I thought, oh my goodness, just watching it, I felt so awful for her. And I thought, what a terrible thing to have to go through. And that was just simply a few days. Now, I can't even imagine if you compound that with all the other symptoms that you're experiencing and have that last for years. And that, 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 um, wow, that's such a, a tough uh, thing, I think, to, to be able to, to cope with. So I can understand certainly anyone listening um, who's gone through uh, a physical can understand those feelings like, I don't want to do this anymore. It seems to be too much, you know, but there's, there's always, I think you're presented with, with, you know, we're not given anything that we can't handle. So we can handle everything. You just got to, you know, stay the course, you know, you will get through it. As I said, that everything in life is meant to be temporary. And when you're in it, when you're really experiencing the deepest, darkest depths of despair and the challenges in life, it's hard to see beyond that. And the problem, that's where the problem is, is that you feel like this is hopeless. It's never going to get any better. Um, so I'm, I'm so, so happy that for you, you found that, that end point of knowing that you would get through this. But you know what, Tanya, I, I want to make it clear to people that I'm not here to tout the, you know, think positive, rah, 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 you'll be fine. Because th- that's really a tough go when you're when you're in the pit, and you feel so totally disabled from any, any bit of hope, or, or belief in, in anything at that point. It's hard. And I had 
really terrible days where um, a lot of crying, a lot of anger, the wall next to my bed, I scratched down to the drywall screws with my bare hands, trying desperately to get out. In, in my missing piece I talk about, it was like trying to escape Alcatraz for me because every fear that I had ever had in my life felt like I was being faced with it. And I had a bucket at my bedside that was my washroom. I had caregivers washing me. I mean, I had lost everything. How am I supposed to be positive? So for me, positive thinking, it was much more complex than that. And that's when um, a dear friend, James DeRoche, he had come to my bedside and he said, I'm going to gift you five words. But those five words, you have to figure them out, make them your own, put your own meaning to them. And I thought, oh, dear God, here we go, right? Something else for me to do in the bed. And he said that they were trust acceptance, gratitude, commitment, and liberation. And he left those words with me. And I thought, great, what the heck am I supposed to do with that? I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. I have nothing else to give. And it was when I decided to put down the armor, to embrace vulnerability, to show up differently, that I started embracing the words and I dissected them. And I talk about it at length in my missing piece, because I believe my quote, five pillars of transformation, is my passion and purpose that I meant to share with the world to show them that there is a different way of showing up. There's a different way of existing beyond fear. And we can put ourselves in the power position. We can self-generate, which I think is the coolest damn thing. We can self-generate deep inner peace within ourselves. And, and we can do that through embracing these five words. And, and in my book, I go through them extensively and how I embrace them, how I started defining them and how I started making those words work for me. And it turned my thinking on its head. So what happened was instead of existing through every day, barely by the skin of my teeth, by just taking that tiny breath each moment, I started putting myself in the power position and breathing deeply into the trust that I would get out of this. I have everything within me. The universe has already figured out what I cannot wrap my head around. And all I have to do is take the next right step each day. Beautiful. And that step is always available to everyone. Absolutely. Um, it's it's uh, Jojo Marie's five pillars of transformation that she used. She does talk about it in her book in more detail. Um, you know, you can delve into that and learn more, you know, about her journey and how you can also learn how to apply some of those principles to your own challenges in life. Because there's one thing in life um, that we know is that we will be faced with challenges, uh, you know, some greater than others. But, uh, you know, if we look for the, the beauty uh, in, in those challenging moments, you will find it. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper, right? It's that the, the illumination that comes from, from the darkness. And I know that you talk about that in your book, um, you know, being in those, the depths of, of despair, feeling like it's the end of the world. In fact, um, it's in your book. If you wanted to read a little bit of that, you know, feel free to read that passage um, where, again, it's like... I think we can all relate to those moments um, of being stuck in the darkness. And when you're in that darkness, you don't realize that, that the light is there because you're just absorbed and stuck and focused in the darkness. Absolutely. I will, uh, I will read a, a page on 224 of my missing piece. <clears throat> it begins, at my darkest moments, I remember the feeling of complete helplessness most of all. 
an apocalyptic sense of loss of control. My instinct was to fix it all. That's what I do, my gig, so to speak. I'm super mom, but not this time. No, now all I could do was breathe through each catastrophic moment, hoping somehow it would all magically fix itself. I could not move. I could barely raise my arms enough to embrace my son. I longed to hold him together. It was like being tied to a tree and watching your entire world, all that you've worked for burned to the ground, being able to force, uh, pardon me, um, watching your entire world, all that you have worked for burned to the ground and being forced to watch, unable to rescue but a memory. I could not run away from it. I could not deny what was happening. The muscles in my body ached from the tension, stress and sheer panic of what was unfolding. Nail marks covered my hands and arms from trying so desperately to hold on, but there was no escaping it. All I could do was let go. Mm, wow, beautiful, profound, and, and really sums up, um, you know, so, so much emotion. I mean, that, that passage is rich with emotion um, and really uh, an, insight, an insight into so many different things that were going on in the same time for you. Uh, and then again, that, that helplessness of not being able to, uh, you know, pick up your son, you're, you're, you're tied to a tree, feeling like your hands are tied to a tree. I mean, you know, that, that, um, you know, feels like it's an impossible situation to, to overcome. Um, and then, you know, the, the physical, um, you know, the nails, you know, it was like the holding on and it's such a great analogy of, of life, um, you know, in and of itself. And, you know, that, that, that holding on to something, you know, wanting and needing to have something to hold on to dearly. Um, and then again, it's that fear, it's that fear of the unknown, like what, what else, what's, what's next and, you know, how much more can I handle, so to speak. Right. Um, so we, we do have to take another break, but we're going to come back, of course, and talk a little bit more and, and uh, you know, about your journey. And I thank you for being vulnerable and sharing and, and sharing that insight into, you know, how you're feeling, because there's so many people right now, um, who are experiencing their own challenges and certainly not just the pandemic that everyone is collectively experiencing, but their own personal journeys yes. and to be able to hear and listen to how you've navigated such a tough situation so beautifully uh, is certainly something that we can all learn from and be inspired from. We can also take some, some points from those five pillars of transformation. And so when we come back from the break, we'll continue the conversation here on Saga 960 AM. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to The Mindset Mentor. I'm your host, Tanya Kolar. Today, we are talking about the, the link between mindset and our, our physical health, emotional health, all of that, and how intertwined they really are. My guest on today's show has, uh, you know, really 
suffered greatly with with a you know a physical ailment that left her bedridden for over 1400 days she is the author of my missing piece what i learned while bedridden for over 1460 days it is a personal memoir so we're going to continue the conversation with jojo marie shalacy it is so great to have you on, on the show and i and i'm so excited to continue the conversation uh before we took a break you know you explained, um, you know, a lot about what was going on for you, um, that, you know, the feelings that, that you had, obviously some extreme emotions, some serious, uh, you know, lows that you experienced. And you talked about taking your power back. You talked about actually, you know, a power pose. So what for you is a power pose and, and how did that actually help you, you know, shift what was happening uh, in your world at that time? The way I put myself in the power position, the first step for me, um, I, I had to, it, it comes down to a, a decision in a, in a nanosecond, Tanya, because in that second, you can choose to go left and do what you've always done or go right into the vast unknown. And for me, this was no longer working. And truly, in fact, it never did. So I embraced going into the darkness, but I embraced it with vulnerability and I let go. I let go of the way I thought it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. I let go of the fear. I let go of how I was supposed to be and how I was supposed to reacting. And I just let myself be. In my power position, I, I know most people are, this is their power position. I wasn't feeling this. Wonder Woman kind of a pose, yeah. I, I wasn't feeling this. I was feeling this. It was more of a movement of graceness, mm -hmm. of, of grace within myself. Yeah. It, was, it was graciously opening up to what was, accepting what was, instilling those five pillars of trust, acceptance, gratitude, commitment, and being liberated. And I'm going to touch on one pillar. Mm -hmm. um, the rest, I'm going, to, I'm going to let everybody read about them in the book. But one pillar I think is very important, especially during these times that we're going through. When we talk about gratitude, for me, Things changed dramatically for me when I was in the bed, when I could embrace with grace the gratitude of what was before me, which were the challenges. Because I thought we've all done the, the five things we're grateful for, right? You wake up, the sun is shining, you can walk, you know, you have friends, the flowers are blooming, your dog is happy. I had done that. It never worked. And it absolutely never worked for me in the bed. Not to discount gratitude on any level, but for me, I had to delve deeper. And I realized that perhaps it was about being grateful for the struggle, yes. being grateful for the darkness, being grateful for the people that had come into my space and absolutely the people that had left my space. Once I could reformulate each struggle into a gateway instead of a hurdle, I realized that was, there was always a gift on the other side of the gate. Even if you can't see it in the moment, even if you can't see it in the moment, I promise you, it will always show itself in the divine time. So that my power position was a, a, a position of grace. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. And I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, that those biggest challenges that we face, the biggest traumas, the biggest adversities um, are, I do believe are, are our 
there are greater goods. Um, it's the rewards. There's a lesson in all of those challenges. It is, it is um, there and it does take some time. Sometimes it could take years, you know, doesn't always, but sometimes you get the lesson right away and you can move on. And sometimes there's a deeper lesson and a deeper meaning. And I think that uh, in particular with, with those really heavy challenges, you know, you, you're also meant and called to help other people. And in writing your book, you're certainly helping a lot, a lot of people, um, to overcome their their challenges and learn how to navigate some of that tough time um, that we all experience. And what I think is so so great is that you said that your your power pose um, was opening up. And so opening up to life is so important. And you physically did that. You know, even when you were you know saying that you you physically moved your arms outwards. And I love that because we we need to be receptive to what the universe presents us so that we can you know accept it for what it is and then to move beyond it to the next level and to the next phase, bring those lessons with us as we move forward um, and life will become better. And I know sometimes that's tough and it's really hard to even think of that when you're in those moments. But again, just remember that you can get through it. Your struggles, um, you know, are meant to teach something, um, whether again, it's, it's for you, for your family, for the greater good of humanity. So I think it's certainly worth it to explore that. Um, but when you're in that experience where you've got the panic attacks and you're feeling anxiety and stress and physically ill, uh, it, it can be uh, almost impossible to see through that, but you have to give it some time, you know, to get through that. So I also want to talk uh, to you, to you, Jojo Marie, about your, your family during this time. Now, I know that, um, you know, when you initially started to, to feel sick and you were bedridden, um, you know, you had your husband um, and eventually you guys moved apart and like many marriages, right? They dissolve over time. Um, what was your support system like? I had an incredible support system. Um, it, you know, it, there was two faces to it because um, I had an incredible amount of people that dropped away, family and friends that don't understand a hidden illness. If you have, God forbid, cancer or heart disease, you know, you have a bald head, you have intravenous, you have appointments at doctors, you're, you know, you can look at someone and, and see it very easily. Um, with mine, most people don't know what a vestibular illness is. And most people don't know they have a vestibular system. Um, yeah. It's, it really is a hidden illness. So it's grossly misunderstood. Um, and yes, people fell away you know, like leaves off a tree, they just, um, they dissipated. And that was traumatizing. It was, um, it was very difficult to deal with. But at the same time, I had this village that came together. Um, my son, my rock, my everything was by my side through the whole thing. Um, my mother, my brother, um, my friends, you know, extended family, um, my friends that are my family. I had an incredible wellness team that I will do a shout out if that's okay. Juna of Cornerstone uh, Physiotherapy, mm -hmm. um, uh, Catherine Libatore, um, osteopath extraordinaire uh, from Live Well, um, downtown in Hazelton Lanes, and Dr. Peter Gabesels, um, the most incredible humanitarian and chiropractor I know. Um, so I did have a wonderful support system and I believe the right people kept coming to me because I, I was opening up to the goodness that was, that was out there for me. Um, really, when we talk about mindset mentoring, you know, we really have to be on guard of our thoughts 
at all times. And we are responsible. We are responsible, us, ourselves. It's not up to anybody else, Tanya, you know. This is about taking responsibility for ourselves. It's about taking responsibility for the energy we allow in, as well as the energy that we uh, express outwardly. And it's about taking control of your thoughts every minute of every day. And it's darn hard. It is work. It is not easy, but I will tell you, I started this journey in 2013. I started embracing end of 2013, beginning of 2014, embracing new way of being, thinking and showing up. And it was my path of least resistance was fear. So when I started the positive, it was like trudging through high grass and, and mountainous terrain and, and cobblestone. It was, it was horrific, but now it's just my path of least resistance is trust. My path of least resistance is acceptance and gratitude. And I've connected those new synapses in the brain for trust, acceptance, and gratitude and disconnected the ones for fear. So it's an, it's an incredible thing that we can all do. It's a choice. Put yourself in the power position. It, it really is a call to action. It is a call to action. Every moment in life is a choice. And again, we, we have the ability to, to change um, that neural network and the wiring, right? So, you know, as adults, of course, um, you know, we do, our neuroplasticity rate goes down a little bit, but it never stops. So it never nope. stops. You're always learning, continuing to grow. You can retrain and reteach your brain yes. new things. So remember that thoughts that fire together, wire together. Wire together. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, so good. And, and unfortunately, we're out of time. So Jojo, uh, Marie, can you tell everyone how they could get your book, how they can find you? Absolutely. You can order my missing piece on uh, my website, simply jojomarie.com. It is available in soft cover, as you see, and it's also uh, newly available on ebook form. So we're still shipping out during COVID. There may be a, a little time delay with uh, Canada Post, but I want to thank you, Tanya Kohler and the Mindset Mentor, Saga 960, for inviting me to share my story. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And I thank you. Um, well, thank you, Jojo Marie. It's been so great having you here. And again, I, I do acknowledge you uh, and thank you for being vulnerable and, you know, spreading the word out there and letting people know what you went through, that struggle, the, the intense journey so that they can benefit and, you know, live a better life. I think, uh, you know, that's the goal is that we want to all live our best lives so that's the purpose of the Mindset Mentor is really to help educate, inspire you to be the best version of yourself. And, uh, you know, take, take Jojo Marie's advice about letting go, be open to the possibility of what's there for you. You know, we have this internal battle in this fight, so we restrict all of that good. So unfortunately, we're out of time, everyone. So make sure that you continue to work out your mindset. Remember that it needs to be conditioned and strengthened just like a muscle. Uh, so have a wonderful day and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. here on Saga 960 a.m. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960am.ca.